This week's episode of Content Academy is brought to you by, um, so actually it's not brought to you by anything. Um, we don't have we an We were ad. all gone last we, week, so we couldn't lock down a sponsor. Yeah, we don't have a sponsor lined up, so we were gone last week, um, and we do have an explanation Yeah, it was kind of crazy that it all happened to all three of us. We were all three gone. At the same time. At the same time, Just yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. Alex, where were you? Last week I was, so um, this is kind of a little known with this new Paramount Plus thing. Nickelodeon is doing this Legends of Hidden Te- Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, mm-hmm. revival, I guess you could call it. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you get, you know, the green green slime everywhere. So I was cast as one of the, I guess, contestants. Well, you were one of the legends in there. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I'm one of the legends. Um, I was actually on the old show as a three year old, so um, oh, they wanted right. to bring me back. Um, so that's one of those things oh, where purple. you film the whole season in like a, a few hours. So mm-hmm. that's what I was doing last Sunday. Um, <coughs> and when I got home, it's, you just have to take a shower because you got that green slime everywhere. I was just going to ask, I'm sure you're still finding like slime, yeah, find like slime in your hair well, and stuff. You actually have a little bit right here. Yeah. See that? Yeah. So it's <laughs> green. It's gooey. It's funny because like I am a slime fan, I would say, but mm-hmm. the Nickelodeon slime, this is like a precursor to all the, what I would call modern slime. Mm-hmm. So it's you not... sometimes ask us to call you Slimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Ghostbusters slime. It's different. Actually, the Nickelodeon yes. slime is more like the Ghostbusters. They should switch to calling it ectoplasm. Actually, mm, yeah, because it's not something that's fun to like fidget with, really. Like, like the slime yeah. you can get these days, it just gets it's sticky. It's very it's it's gloopy. Yeah, it's gloopy. It? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it's made out of, but it is very green. Um, the greenness of it shows. I mean, they designed it to show up well on TV, so um, it is very green. So that's kind of what I. Uh, I got that taken care of, so that's where I was last Sunday. Josh, what were you doing? I was actually on Masked Singer. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was me. Aww. The episode is already out, so I can mm-hmm. I can just say that. I know not everyone watches that show, but yes, I was on Masked Singer, and I was basically unmasked that night. Yeah. Uh, I was the, the guy in the Fennec Fox costume. Uh-huh. And my song that I sang was Baby Shark. <laughs> I know, not kind of a mismatch yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I wanted the shark costume, obviously. Yeah. All they had, the only options they had were the Fennec Fox, <coughs> um, the Peacock, and um, what was the third one? The third one was um, one of those little. I forget what they're called. Uh, capybara. Mm, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of but a giant the capybara situation. Right, yeah. It didn't ha- offer the same range of movement mm-hmm. that the Fennec Fox costume did. The yeah, baby totally. shark dance is obviously a tall order, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. being costumed during it. And I actually did the did the dance with the Fennec Fox's ears. 
Mm, okay. You can kind of imagine. That's cool. Like the. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you could control <laughs> the ears were animatronic. Mm, I see. I see. I didn't realize those costumes were so detailed. Now the can head you take, was very. Did heavy. you take the costume home? Are you able to keep it? You don't get to keep it, do you? Um, I do get to keep it. Um, okay. That Sweet. was one of my. Well, I stipulated that in the contract. Oh, okay. Day one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They were like, we got to get Josh. And they were like, his, you know what his stipulation's going to be? <laughs> yep. costume. He gets to pick the costume and he gets to keep it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so I might be making a comeback for Halloween. You know, I'm surprised. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm surprised there isn't like Disney masked singer. Yeah. Like, you know, like oh, Goofy. Well, that too. Oh. Well, then you could have like Star Wars characters. Who's goofy? Marvel That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's Darth Vader? Guys, yeah. the mass singer, I don't think, is going away for a long time. I'm sure yeah. they're going to try everything. They'll so figure it out at some point. Yeah. We will get there. Only a matter yeah. of time. So yeah. I was on the Hidden Temple. Josh, you were on the Masked Singer. Georgia, where were you? So, funny story. I actually uh, ended up on a squid game. Yeah, I thought that was just like only uh, like a Korean thing. But, you know, I was taking the train and got stopped by this, you know, handsome guy. And uh, I ended up getting one of those cards with the little PlayStation symbols on it. And I was like, what the heck? And fast forward, I'm in this green jumpsuit and like, I don't know, 40, 50 other people. Barely made it out alive, but now I'm like forty thousand dollars richer, and I have nice. sweet new red haircut. So I think <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Did you have to kill well. anyone? You know what? What happens at Squid Game stays at Squid Game. I can't. I can't say. I can't say. But uh, yeah, so she definitely. I was. I was the only <laughs> one simple. left. We'll put it that way. So that's that show. It's it's a documentary. Well, see, uh, the little-known fact, I guess it is. Yeah. Dramatization of, of mm. real events. Yeah. And now I'm doing another one uh, a couple weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> they scheduled you another one. <laughs> You're like, sign me up Well, for it's more. one of those things yeah. where, like, like once once you go, it's like I, I have some guilt. that I, I have survivor's uh-huh. guilt. Yeah. And, right. you know, yeah. the money doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. So I have to go back and do it again. So we'll <laughs> <Yeah>. see. <laughs> Fingers so crossed. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of well, like that kind of thrill is like all, the only way you can enjoy yourself now. Yeah. It's like you need that yeah, level of adrenaline. Is. It's Nothing like yeah, it's come back to earth. Yeah. Yeah. If the if death isn't one of the consequences then I'm not here for it. So. so have you been trying to make like household activities more exciting? <laughs> Let's just say doing the dishes got a little <laughs> bit more deadly. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, so now you guys know where we were last week, but we're back now. No obligations this week, so we're happy to record a podcast episode. This week we're going to be talking about another another high-profile crime, Georgia? Okay, cool. Yes. So we're going to be talking. I have another, another fix to talk about. Cool. Mm. Right. But first, yeah. let's talk about some headlines from this last week. What do you say? 
Yes. Yeah. Crack them open. All right, let's see what we got here. <clears throat> China has declared all cryptocurrency transactions illegal, and I have declared oh, wow. all chewing on cough drops illegal. Does that bother you guys? I don't like when people crunch up hard candy. Mm-mm. Audibly. Yeah, same thing with cough me. drops. Same thing. Bad. I think they 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 work better if you suck on them, right? So. Well, yeah. Hmm. Well, it's all going to the same place. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, five times as many police officers have died from COVID nineteen as from gunfire since the start of the pandemic. Of course, neither statistic, neither statistic, excuse me. Of course, neither statistic includes COVID-related shootings. So, when you have, um, of course, when you start to have the virus shooting at you, that, like, does that go into the COVID-19 deaths, or does that go into the gunfire deaths? Right. Yeah, I thought that meant, like, COVID-19 is being shot from guns. Either one. Either one. It, yeah. they, they That's both just another variable. In. Yeah, it's another variable. But it just really goes to show you how deadly this virus is. Transmission I mean, by sneezing, yeah. coughing, and gunfire. Gun, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only virus shot from guns. Uh huh. The creator of... So this is for you gamers. Yeah, the only virus shot from guns. This is for you gamers. The creator of uh, Stardew Valley has revealed a first look at their new game, Sucky Crossing. So, Sucky Crossing. Yeah. It's, is it anything like Animal Crossing? <laughs> well, I think it's kind of like Animal Crossing, but it's not as good. So That's kind of par for the part. course when it comes to that dev. Um, let's see here. Uh, the White House has delayed. This is pretty interesting. The White House has delayed the release of JFK assassination files, which is something I guess they could just do. Uh, the reasoning was to protect against identifiable harm, whatever that means, and also because they hate fun. Oh, when is, when? I mean, how, that was, it's been so long ago. Yeah. Just Why? give us the files. But I guess they Give us the files, Biden. They could just delay it for no reason. But I mean, to protect against identifiable harm, like, what Shouldn't could that? Shouldn't most of those people be dead? Yeah, what could that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, I mean, JFK is dead. Yeah, so... Also, fun fact, um, JFK is the reason men don't, like... Men stopped wearing hats, I heard. So, like, people used to wear oh, hats all the time. He, like, JFK was, like, too. anti-hat. So, huh. all the guys wanted to be, like, this handsome young president, so they stopped wearing hats. And then, I mean, Jackie Onassis wore hats, though. Hmm. I feel like she brought hats. Hmm. That's true. Re- yeah. Relevant for a yeah, while. I could see that. Hmm. I could see that. What an odd pairing. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, more than ten thousand John Deere workers have gone on strike. A lot of you have probably heard about this. This gives mm-hmm. them time to complete chores at home, like doing the dishes, mowing the lawn. Dang it! <laughs> kind of awkward having to use that. Use but the John I did Deere that at work. <laughs> Yes, John Deere workers mow the lawn at work. Uh, let's see here. Kraft, this one's kind of interesting. Kraft Heinz says that consumers will have to get used to higher food prices. Who the hell is Kraft Heinz? Thanks, dude. Yeah, like anybody's going to listen to you. No idea saying? who Kraft Heinz is. 
first name Kraft, first last name Kraft, Hines. last name Hines. He's this guy saying food, get used to the higher food prices. What a downer. <laughs> like anybody's going to listen to you, Kraft. Bro, get a better name. <laughs> that's like, that's like when Mannheim Steamroller. It is spelled with a K <laughs> and a Z. <laughs> that's like when Mannheim Steamroller comes to town. Yeah. It's just one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like first name Mannheim, last name yeah. Steamroller. This random German guy is saying, talking about food prices, dude. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Um, Netflix has fired an employee for sharing confidential information, um, about comedian Dave Chappelle's new special. So, what is this confidential information exactly? It apparently it it is that Dave Chappelle isn't funny. So that is like circulating through Netflix, like they know internally that he's not funny. Like, oh shit, they're finding out. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> Chappelle isn't funny anymore. Obviously, they don't want that information to leak or anything. That would be bad. That's... I think Kraft. If we could just circle back for a minute, I think Kraft oh. Heinz is a member of Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. I mean, only a German person would be named Mannheim, right? Yeah, yeah. for real. It's yeah. like one of those groups where it's just the name of the guy, but it is a band. Yeah. <laughs> Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously during the holiday season, um, they perform, you know, speed metal renditions of our favorite Christmas carol, no, no, no. you know, classics. <laughs> but what do they do during the rest of the year? Man, I'm Steamroller? Yeah. Um, he tours for like several months before Christmas. Okay. Let's say November through January. Yeah. I don't know okay, what else. What do they you do, do for the rest of the year? Practice. Practice. Okay. Well, you're thinking of Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah. So what's do they are they I thought Mannheim Steamroller was in Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> What's Mannheim Steamroller? They're both Christmas, man. right? He's the, he conducts the the orchestra. Oh yeah, <laughs> they both do Christmas songs, right? Yes. And they both do like, like what's different about them? Oh, Mannheim Steamroller is like synths, oh, and Trans Siberian okay. Orchestra is metal. An orchestra. Uh, okay, I see. It's not an actual okay, orchestra. There's a... <laughs> it's a well, misnomer. There's like, it's. But there's a lot of like people in it though, mm-hmm. right? No, it's so yeah, like five guys. Oh. Huh. I think it would it should be called Trans Siberian Band then. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Oh. So how many of them are trans and how many of them are Siberian? Or are they all trans and Siberian? They're all one or the other. Okay, all right. You have to be one or the other to yeah. be in it. I see. I like never like actually realize that they're two different groups you're gonna tell me that manchester orchestra, orchestra is orchestra. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're not related to each other in any way except that they both sometimes play well they both play christmas music man up steamroll does other types of music too we're getting yeah. way in the weeds on yeah. this <laughs> topic so we is it could on. you kind of say that the two groups are like two ships passing in the night kind of <laughs> Look, we'll do the uh, we'll do a holiday episode. Like yeah, like do you think that the two put a pin in it? Like there are two tour buses ever like 
like cross paths. Man, I'm steamroller really ever tours anymore. Oh, really? And hasn't for like twenty or thirty years. Oh, maybe. Probably not. Then. Yeah. Uh, no, they're going to be playing in Colorado in November. Oh, well, shit. Okay. So let's fucking better. go. <laughs> you better eat those words. Okay, let's keep. Well, the thing is, the steamroller is really slow. <laughs> yeah. They do steamroller That's so funny. All right, let's keep moving on. I'm on a little bit of a time crunch here. Okay. Um, that's uh, this one's pretty interesting. Former President Bill Clinton has been admitted to the hospital. Oh no! I hope that they have saxophones there. So he was admitted again. This might this might be old. They they admitted that he was admitted. Yeah. I see. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Um. This is a good one here. The secret wealth and dealings of world leaders has been exposed in something called the Pandora Papers. Also exposed what music stations they like to listen to. Ooh, that's even more damning. So. Trudeau, like, like he's got the Mumford & Sons station. Um, but it always plays the same, like, few songs. So he had yeah. to go back and unlike some of the stuff to get some different... Get different variety. Get some different things in there. Yeah, makes sense. The Pandora Papers, is that the kind of thing where, like, you put down your five favorite offshore banking sites yeah. and it recommends you more? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. Your your five favorite tax havens, yeah, and then it recommends you, <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Um, documents show that Amazon copied products and rigged search results to promote its own brands. So what were the documents exactly? Amazon dot com. That one's a little okay. So the um. So. The, the crime here is that Amazon copied products and, you know, rigged the search results to promote its own brands. Um, but the joke I mean, I here... I told you that. The, yeah, the joke here is that all you need to know to find that out, all you need to see is the Amazon website because yeah, you search like, something... Uh, hello? And it comes oh, up obviously. with Amazon, yeah. like, choice or whatever. Thanks for, the very thanks for breaking top. that down for so, us, Alex. I don't know. Honestly, um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had a different headline written down, but I came up with that like halfway through, so I kind of improvised it. So that's why I wanted to describe it. Um, okay. So the original headline was, um, when asked for a comment, Jeff Bezos said, soon the world's perfect night will be mine, Superman will be no more. But um, uh, yeah, so I came up with that other one, so I thought I'd just do that. Okay. <clears throat> I like both of them. I think mm -hmm. your improv one was a little bit better. Oh. <laughs> and I you. applaud you. Thank you. Um, let's see here. The police are facing questions. This one's interesting. The police are facing questions after a woman's body has been found in a police van in Huntsville, Alabama. Thankfully, they're the ones questioning themselves. So it should be all right. I think you should get to the bottom of it pretty quickly yeah the police department has investigated <coughs> the police department and found the police department guilty of no wrongdoing yep <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well that's settled so why was that woman's body in the police van yeah i don't know 
Uh-uh. <laughs> the what now? Official <laughs> statement was uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Um, you know, there's, there's no consonants in there. It's just uh-uh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I got a text from Robert. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. What's up, Bobby? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, he wants to know if I want to go to a concert. Concert with me. <laughs> okay. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? Um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll also respond you to, go to, to that. I'm sorry. I, yeah, what a, a weird coincidence. <laughs> no, I'll have to text back later. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, you guys might be up to date with this one. Um, the FBI, as well as several online communities, are hard at work solving the remaining questions about the popular Gabby Petito missing person case that mm-hmm. seemingly the entire world has been enamored with so what's next for fans of this case hoping that the next missing person is white and blonde mm. yep. um let's see here this is a pretty good one facebook is planning to rebrand the company with a new name do you guys hear about this no. did you hear what the new name is did um, they announce it uh yeah so in my opinion uh ceo is not a robot doesn't have the same like <laughs> ring to know, it the same ring to it <clears throat> and finally here epic games has revealed that content from dune will be added to fortnite the popular video game will now include mm-hmm. two new characters and a 400 page epilogue <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can get uh, Timothy Chalamet, Paul, and Zendaya Chani skins. That's pretty cool. They do look good. Every time a new Fortnite thing comes out, I'm always, like, surprised, but also not surprised. Yeah. Like, there shouldn't be any surprises. Like, they have so many different characters. You shouldn't be surprised when you see any. Everything is just going to be a Fortnite eventually. Yeah, like, nothing is off limits, it seems like. Yeah. All right, that's it for the news this week. Georgia, handing it off to you. Okay, so today's report is about, and something I didn't know about prior to kind of researching crimes, is um, the quiz show scandals of the 1950s. So this is kind of when game shows were just getting started. Is this, quick question, is this back when, like, there was, like, the weird game show host that would kiss everybody? Probably is that involved. Okay, probably. That was but bo- that was um, Family Feud. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not that to say that the other game show hosts, you know, didn't didn't do that type of creepy thing. Yeah. But okay. My thing really. is, if you're gonna kiss the contestants, don't just kiss the women. You gotta kiss everybody. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so quiz shows started on the radio in 1938. Um, in the U.S. with a show called Information Please, followed by Dr. IQ and Winner Take All. And um, these eventually kind of turned into giveaway shows um, where just listeners could call in by telephone and, and get prizes. Um, and by the late 40s, 
televisions were starting to become more widely available to the general public. So then naturally game shows kind of transitioned in, into uh, that format. Um, and they began to raise the stakes and the drama because it's televised, so you can kind of get away with a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and at their peak, uh, 22 game shows were on the air. And this is back when oh TV God. had like, oh, how many channels? Yeah. Hardly Two. any. So, you, yeah. So there was like 22 game shows circulating. Um, and they, they fed off the popularity of kind of living in the American dream. Like an ordinary person could just become wealthy beyond their wildest yeah. dreams, you know. Um, so it really fed off of that. The biggest show at the time was the $64,000 question, followed by 21 and the similar show Dotto. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit more. Dotto? Little bit more. Dotto, like D-O-T-T-O. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> since everyday Americans were the contestants, sometimes their knowledge was like kind of lacking. And this is before the internet, so... You know, this was, most people were maybe kind of dumb. Back when people were dumb, dumb. But, but like, you know, you had your area of expertise. Starting to be a jack of all trades, maybe in, in the 50s. Um, you this was back when, like, getting a high school reading. diploma was good. Yeah. Yeah, where you could probably just, Well, you, you didn't know. have the internet back then. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So you, you can't just go down, like, a Wikipedia wormhole like you can't say. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so... Uh, after, and this is kind of where we start to get into the scandal area, um, after the dismissal of the first episode of 21, because contestants did so bad, um, the show's sponsors talked to that show's producers, the producers of 21, Jack Barry and Dan Enright, um, they were basically going to pull out if it didn't improve. So yeah. Barry and Enright decided to rig the show from that point on. So there'd never be <laughs> another another episode. Like wow. nobody got any of the questions right. It was just terrible. That's crazy. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I that would just be so cringe to watch. But um and then 21 had pretty much the biggest notable scandal of, of the time. So I decided to, to focus on that. And the other ones kind of got roped in eventually. So um, real quickly, I'll explain how the game worked. It's kind of similar to the, the like card game. Um, so two contestants competed each other in separate booths, answering trivia questions to earn a total of 21 points. Um, and the contestants were kind of like Jeopardy. There'd be a returning champion and a challenger. The challenger would go first. His booth would open. The other contestant's booth would close. So like you couldn't hear you know, what was going mm -hmm. on. Um, and then the contestant would select a point value from 1 to 11. Higher value questions were harder. Uh, if they answered the question uh, correctly, then the points would be added to a score. But incorrect answers meant those points were subtracted from a score. And then the challenger's turn, uh, the returning champ, after the challenger's turn, the champion would have a, ch would have a chance to answer, and they, they do the same thing. Um, the host, Jack Barry, who also co-produced, remember from earlier, would not tell either contestant about the other score because the, the booths were sealed, so you couldn't hear anything. Um, and then the first to reach 21 wins. And then whoever won would be given the chance to leave the show with the money they made uh, or play again with a new challenger. 
So pretty fun, like, um, format, um, chance for a lot of drama and stuff like that. To make sure the pilot episode failure never happened again, producers Barry and Enright searched for the right candidate to kind of groom into being their next like, star. Somebody who could, who could be like a returning challenger. When you start they, to get into yeah. like grooming, that can never be good. No, it's unless never it's like thing. the Purina yeah. dog show. And that, that's the only. Yeah. That's the only. Other thing than for that, me. yeah. Yeah. Other than that, never. So they found this guy, um, Herb Stemple, who was a 30-year-old man from the Bronx. Um, Stemple had written to the show asking to be a contestant, actually. Um, in the qualifying trivia test, he answered 251 questions correctly out of 363, which was the highest that they'd ever, ever gotten. Um, Stemple was pretty smart to begin with and probably would have done really well on the show anyway. Um, but Enright offered him $25,000 to be coached as part of the rigged game. Um, Stemple, who had a wife and a young son, agreed. And for some context, $25,000 back then was the equivalent of about $250,000. So it's kind of hard to, to say no to that one. So in, um, to kind of break that down, break that down, $1 is kind of like, a hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah give or take um, yeah and like simple um i didn't write this in but like he was he was a returning gi from world war ii um he was going through college and you know had a young family sounds like he was kind of hurt up so he was just like yeah absolutely um so enright and barry even designed stemple's appearance so, like I mentioned, he was already, like, uh, an ex-GI. They uh, emphasized that. They made him into, like, a penniless GI who was, like, scrapping his way through college. Uh, they made him dressed in oversized yeah, suits and gave him a military haircut. He was told to always address the host as Mr. Barry and never Jack. You know, made him, like, really humble and just, like, kind oh of sheepish gosh. in general. Uh, and he was given the answers to the questions beforehand and even coached on, like, how to deliver them. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then in his first episode, he made $9,000 in four minutes, which is about $90,000 today. Wow. After that first episode, he was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, eventually, after, like, weeks and weeks of winning, um, the show's sponsors and the producers mutually agreed that it was time for a new champion. People... Kind of started to not like Stemple anymore, mm -hmm. and they were kind of rooting against him. Well, he was a dweeb, sounds like. Yeah, it was, he was a square. So they made they made uh, Stemple sign a settlement, which made him give up part of his earnings, and he walked he would walk away with sixty nine thousand five hundred dollars, which is nice. almost seven hundred thousand. Still considerable. Um, the new champion was to be Charles Van Doren, who was an English professor at Columbia University. And they tied for weeks. Um, they kept getting <laughs> they kept getting dramas, uh, which was orchestrated. Uh, and until Enright told Stemple that it was basically time for him to lose. And bear in mind, Van Doren and Stemple were both being coached, right? So it was it was part of the agreement. Mm -hmm. um, Stemple actually asked if it could be a clean match, like you know, let's just see what happens. Yeah. But and right quickly reminded them of their agreement where he'd be walking away with the seven hundred K. And the last the last question, the last show, 
was a punch in the gut. The question was, what motion picture won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1955? And the answer was Stemple's favorite movie, Marty, which I'd never heard of. Um, but the answer he was, Marty, yeah, I don't know. I meant to look it up, never did. Um, but the answer he was to give was on the waterfront. So he said on the waterfront. Um, oh. Yeah, and Van Doren defeated Stemple on December 5th, 1956, for 15 million viewers. And ratings soared because Stemple's. So he couldn't movie. name the Oscar Best Picture from the previous year. <laughs> no, like the the right answer was Marty, but the answer that Enright and Barry told him to give, or else he wouldn't have gotten any of the money. Oh, I get that. Was on the waterfront. What would have oh, happened I if see. he would have just said the wrong, like the correct answer? That, like, uh, I read some interviews with Stemple, and he was, like, I, he was just, like, really fighting with himself in that moment yeah. if he should just say it. Yeah. But then he, he ended up doing it on the waterfront. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, rating sword, Stemple kind of just was forgotten, and then Van Doren was cast into the limelight. He's the new champion. Yeah. Um, and he was, he was, like, more handsome and, like, Stemple yeah. was just still kind of the, the dweeby guy. So Wait, I want to like, see how handsome he actually was. What was his name? <laughs> um, Charles Van Doren. Bear in mind, handsome by 1950s standards. So, yeah, that was before Ryan. D o r n. Oh, D o r e. One of the top ones is Charles Van Doren, 21. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Jill said it angry. Herb Stemple was looking to expose 21 and its producers. So he brought his story to journalists, but no one would listen. I mean, there wasn't any witnesses to it who would come forward. Um, It actually took another quiz show, Dotto, that one I mentioned earlier, to turn the tables when a contestant found a notebook full of answers belonging to his coached opponent. So here was like a physical, ooh, yeah, physical piece of evidence. So this opened a can of worms that led to a congressional investigation, um, which found contestants appearing on nearly all the top quiz shows had participated in similar rigged games. So this was just rampant. Um, And bear in mind, this was also going on during the Red Scare. So so people were also going after like um, producers and other people in Hollywood who had you know, sympathizers. Yeah, so it was just not, not a fun well, spot to be in. But, um, you know, regardless of if you had red ties, then, you know, you probably would do game show. So <laughs> you're going to get tip for that. Well, um, and the, the practice continues to this day. I mean, Matt, I got to tell you guys, Matt Singer, totally rigged. Totally rigged. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I nailed that performance. (laughs) (laughs) Never had there been a better rendition of Baby Shark. If it were fair, I would have (laughs) won. So it has to be That's the only way, yeah. It has to be rigged. Yeah, that's all for the rating. Um, And then, understandably, the viewing public was shocked. Their trust betrayed. uh, Game shows quickly tanked in popularity and viewership. Um, and up to this point, there was no regulations prohibiting the fixing of quiz shows on television. Um, mm. TV was like growing so rapidly that it outpaced lawmaking. 
essentially. Right. Um, wow. And there were several laws pertaining to fraud in television, but all of them required a victim. And none of these cases really had a victim, like someone who was injured financially. Uh, the money they lost was never really theirs, you know what I mean? Right. So wasn't really a victim or even Stemple, like you still got a ton of money, pal. <laughs> like there was no, so that according to the laws of the time, perfect crime. Yep. Uh, eventually, President Eisenhower signed a bill in 1960 that introduced some reform into broadcasting and it declared any contest or game with the intent to deceive an audience as illegal. So pretty broad, um, just like, hey, don't lie on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hmm. anyway, the aftermath, um, Dempel went on to eventually do several interviews about the scandal, um, but he pretty much remained bitter about the whole event forever. Yeah. Um, Van Doren initially denied claims regarding Dempel's whistleblowing, um, but he eventually testified in front of the Congressional Committee investigating 21 and Dotto, um, admitting that he had been coached. Um, wow. although even though he admitted to being part of the fix, he was fairly successful afterwards. Um, he resigned from Columbia University where he was a professor and then went on to become an editor for the Encyclopedia Britannica and authored several other books. So he just was like, eh, I'm still a brainiac, do this. Uh, and then he, um, died April 9th, 2019 at the age of 93. And Stemple died almost exactly a year later, April 7th, 2020. So wow. I thought that was, that was kind of oh. funny. But yeah. yeah. Also at age 93. Um, Barry and Enright, the producers, were initially exiled from television. Um, Barry purchased a radio station uh, and eventually came back as an MC for other televised game, so, game shows in the early 70s. And then Enright did come back to television, but he had to go to Canada. Um, where, guess what he produced? Quiz show. Quiz shows, yep. <laughs> um, by 1977, they were working together again, making more quiz shows. Um, and then I also found out that the scandal was dramatized in the Robert Redford-directed 1994 movie quiz show, which starred oh, cool. uh, John Turturro and Tim Stemple and um, uh, Ralph Fiennes as Charles Van Doren, you know, from... Voldemort, that guy. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a 1992 PBS documentary on the subject that features interviews with Stemple and like Enright and others. So, huh. yeah. I was going to say so this would be a good, that. like, Tom, uh, not Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. I, I don't know. I Tom Hanks, can he, I have a hard time seeing him as like bitter like that long that's true that's true i don't know i mean he, he yeah would, is does he, he show be like the best talking yes. producer oh hanks is yeah, a producer huh? see kind of okay no i mean and then um robert redford was really interested in making a movie about it because he like he watched the show he's that old oh yeah you know? <laughs> yeah so but it's probably probably an interesting movie but yeah <laughs> Quiz shows the 1950s makes you wonder That's crazy. what's going on now. I yeah. mean, other quiz shows. To play devil's advocate, um, 
the shows are just there to be entertaining, right? So yeah, when the producers were like, listen, we got to make sure nobody just totally fails at these shows. They've got a point there, I think. Yeah. Really, the crime should be being so bad at a game show that you don't <laughs> answer a single question right. Yeah, That is what should be illegal. Yeah. I mean, the best picture nominee from the year prior. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But, no, and there's, it was interesting to read about. Um, and, yeah, I think quiz shows today, as you guys have, you know, experienced when you were on your shows this past weekend, um, there's there's an element of, you know, making it dramatized. Exactly. There, like, that's always, like, I don't I was, know, yeah, I don't know how much, um, slime they had on 21 but um there was a, there was I, a I know for a fact people. there was there was no slime okay yeah, yeah. dotto yeah. was the slime one <laughs> <laughs> i mean it kind of looked weird with the television in like in black and white mm, but yeah, <laughs> yeah the slime it just, it just looks like, like blood, blood. <laughs> <laughs> got some sludge yeah okay mm. cool sweet thanks georgia yeah. So, do we have anything else to talk about this week? Absolutely not. Okay, so next next Sunday is Halloween. So, I'm thinking um, maybe next Saturday record a Halloween episode? Ooh, okay. Don't do forget think? to arrive in costume, everyone. That's right, yeah. Will that work? Come to the studio with your uh, spooky skeleton outfits. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Class uh, is class